here. There we go. And if we can turn that down just a little bit, something's feeding back up here. We can probably hear it in the front. Uh, maybe on the monitors, that would be good. All right, and John in chapter number 15. And I had mentioned uh, in the comments at the beginning uh, that there is a uh, little bit of pushback uh, to uh, the take from this passage of Scripture uh, in regards to friendship, the friendship with the Lord. Uh, everyone here needs to understand uh, that God loves us, right? The Bible says, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Uh, God is love. Uh, he is what we look to as we try to understand love. And God says that we're supposed to love each other even as uh, He has loved us. And so my love for you needs to be uh, the same kind of love that God has for me. And, uh, and there's never a doubt uh, about uh, the love of God uh, in our life. Uh, there's sometimes doubt about our love for Him. Uh, and uh, we, um, uh, you know, we know how to love. Uh, we're supposed to look at God as the example, uh, but we have also so many earthly examples uh, and an earthly mind uh, that will love only when somebody is lovable, uh, or we we attach uh, emotion uh, to love. People will say, "Well, uh, I've fallen in love, or I've fallen out of love uh, with somebody." Uh, and we miss the biblical definition of love where the application really is that love is action. Here we have God commanding us to love. Uh, and God will never command us to do something that we can't do. And, uh, and it seems weird that God would command us to love. And it does seem that way if love uh, is, is all emotion. Uh, if our love is based on uh, how a person responds to us or not, or, uh, or if, uh, if our love for uh, each other is based on uh, temporal things or, uh, or fleshy things, whether it's lust or uh, things like that. Uh, when we love the way that God loves us, uh, that is the way we're supposed to do it, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, but uh, there's no question that God loves us. He loves everybody, and nothing can separate you from the love of God. The Bible says, neither principalities nor powers nor things to come. There's nothing, there's nothing that you can do that will, that will stop God from loving you. If you uh, believe that, say amen. amen. So we love Him because He first loved us. Uh, and, uh, and so the love of God is an unconditional love. Uh, it, is, it is not dependent upon anything that you do or say. Uh, he loves us. He's created us. Uh, he has breathed in us uh, the breath of life. Uh, he desires to commune with us. If we draw nigh to Him, the Bible says that He'll draw nigh to us. Uh, and there's promise after promise. Uh, and, uh, and He's a friend. The Bible says that sticks closer than a brother. Uh, and so thankful uh, for the love of God. Uh, so His love uh, for us, the love of God, is unconditional. The friendship of God is conditional. And that's where modern religion and modern kind of takes on grace and things take us because we think, well, God doesn't ever stop loving us, and He doesn't. If I do the most egregious, commit the most egregious, wicked, vile sin today, God will still love me with a love that neither one of us can understand. His love is deep and His love is enduring. His love is kind and patient. Uh, he is uh, long-suffering and forbearing. He is everything because He is love. He'll never stop loving me. But I can break my fellowship with Him. And my friendship with Him is conditioned. You say, well, that's, that's, that's what you think. No, that's what Jesus said. 
uh, in this passage of Scripture. And so if anyone is to qualify uh, what a friendship is and isn't, uh, you know, in regards to a scriptural, biblical friendship with the Lord, it would be the Lord Himself. I remember, and you've, you've done this perhaps and maybe in different ways, uh, you've told somebody, um, you will be their friend if, right? Uh, you know, if you think back to playing in the toy box and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and using that. For me, one that sticks out in my mind was years and years ago as a kid, uh, it was wintertime, uh, and uh, we had uh, next door to where I lived in Wisconsin, of course, lots of snow. It's probably three, four feet of snow uh, on the ground. And, and we were out just kind of tromping through the woods and uh, doing some rabbit hunting and some other things. And, uh, and uh, in the house that was kind of, it's not across the street. It's like we're talking country miles uh, where I grew up. Uh, and so up the road a ways from our house, we had gone uh, over the river and through the woods uh, and, uh, and we come up to the backside of this property, and it was abandoned. Nobody had been living in there for a while. And, uh, and as we were kids and, uh, and living in where we lived and, uh, and uh, uh, not seeing any rabbits, uh, we were kind of bored. And, uh, and so we began to, at that time, uh, just uh, smashing windows, uh, um, throwing rocks through, uh, through windows and kicking in, paneling, and uh, in stuff on this, uh, this, this house that nobody had been in it for a while. And uh, so we just took it upon ourselves to, uh, to vandalize it. Well, uh, that wasn't smart. But was e- what, was, what was even dumber than that was it was winter. And, and I said, how much snow was on the ground? About three or four feet of snow. And so we were inside the house and uh, all warm and uh, our clothes were all drying from being out in the snow. And and, uh, and I was in my bedroom, and uh, me and, and the buddy that was with me, uh, and I look out my back window, and there are people coming out of the woods from everywhere. Well, what they had done is they had followed the tracks in the snow, uh, right, uh, right to my house. Uh, and, uh, and here's what I said. Now, we were, I don't know how old we were, maybe 10, 11 uh, years of age. And here's, this, is, this is what I said to him. I said, I will be your friend uh, if you take the heat for this. And, uh, and uh, now, uh, uh, you know, I uh, probably overvalued uh, uh, my friendship uh, to him at that time. Uh, and, uh, but he went for it. And so they came, and it's like, hey, we follow these foot tracks. Through the, and and, and I, was, I was, for the longest time, you ever, you ever walk in someone's footsteps uh, in the snow? I was just very meticulous, probably for a good quarter mile, half a mile, because I, I was lazy. I, he was blazing the trail. Uh, I was walking in his footsteps. And, uh, and so it did kind of look like there was one person uh, for a long ways. And he said, no, that was me, and uh, ended that. And, uh, and that didn't last long. Uh, and we both got in trouble for that. But that's what I'm saying. We, we'll, we'll put out those kind of ultimatums. I'll be your friend if. I'll be your friend if you take the heat for this. Uh, I'll be your friend if you share your toy uh, with me. Uh, I'll be your friend. Uh, and we do that, and we put qualifications and conditions on people for friendship. Uh, and uh, and there is kind of not in a sinful, uh, manipulative kind of way that we would do that. And we've, and we've done it ever since we were little. Uh, but in a way uh, of a holy and a righteous God does uh, here in this passage. But I, I don't want to look at that and not look at uh, what the Bible says in verse number 10. In John chapter number 15, verse number 10, uh, and he repeats this a little bit further down, uh, he says, if, my, if ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, 
even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. And He says this, This is my commandment, that you love one another. So God commands His disciples to, to love each other, to love one another. Now, um, again, God will never command us to do something that we're not capable to do. Uh, so with that command comes the ability that we all have uh, to love because love is action. Uh, so God commands us to love one another. So when we don't love each other, uh, we are in uh, direct disobedience to God and His command to do so. Uh, and uh, as he lays out here, and he does this, uh, where he says this is the first and second great uh, commandment with promise, etc. Uh, we're to love God with all of our heart and, uh, and, uh, and to love others. Uh, and uh, and uh, to love even as Christ. And that's what he says here in this verse number 12. He says, this is my commandment that you love. And he says, if you're going to abide in me, you're going to keep my commandments. And if anybody lays stuff on thick, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, if you love me, uh, he says elsewhere, if you love me, keep my commandments. He says, if you're going to abide in me uh, and my word abide in you, uh, you have to uh, you know, keep my commandments uh, and your joy will be full and, uh, and, uh, and uh, you're going to be blessed. Uh, and, and that's his promise. He says, I command you that you love one another. But then in my Bible, I've got the word as there circled. Let you love one another as I have loved you. Uh, so not only does God command us that we're supposed to love each other, uh, but He commands us to love each other as Christ has loved you, as Christ has loved me. So now I know how Christ has loved me. Uh, he took a wicked, vile sinner uh, that was good for nothing uh, and, uh, and a vandal, as I just uh, explained, and, uh, and a rascal in, in every uh, you know, definition of the word. Uh, and He loved me anyways. Uh, and his love was so great in that while I was at enmity with him, the enemy of God, he commended his love toward me, even though I was a sinner. Uh, and that's what the people say about Jesus. Jesus is the friend of sinners, publicans and sinners, and, uh, and on and on. Or we read the story of uh, Zacchaeus in the book of Luke or in the book of Matthew, uh, that wee little man uh, who climbed up in that sycamore tree. And I want you to think about this for a minute. Jesus invited himself to his house. And, uh, and that's an important thing to note. Uh, and, uh, and it was the, uh, just a wonderful story, but the saving grace uh, of, uh, of God that we, of course, make analogy uh, to salvation for us uh, through that story. Uh, but, uh, but he says, uh, you love each other as I have loved you. So God loved me despite me. He loved me. Uh, and even though I was his enemy, uh, he, he, he loved me when I'm unlovable and still does, by the way. Uh, he says that's love in God's commandments. So I, he says, I've commanded you that you love one another as I have loved you. And then what he does is he gives us the greatest example uh, of love, sacrificial giving. Uh, he says this, and by the way, this is prophetic and, uh, as he's teaching his disciples. And he says this in verse number 13, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. So he knew full well uh, about Calvary's tree, and uh, he knew that he would go to the cross and 
suffer shame and reproach and uh, take upon him the sins of, uh, of the earth and my sins and your sins. He go through a terrible, terrible suffering uh, as he followed his father's will, uh, as he accomplished uh, in that act uh, the sacrifice once for all uh, for our sins, uh, the precious Lamb of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. And he says, greater love hath no man than this, uh, than a man laid down his life for his friends. If you're here today, and there's really kind of two main points of this, if you're here today and you're not saved, uh, Jesus Christ, the friend of sinners, uh, laid down his life for you. Uh, and, uh, and he did that as your substitute, as my substitute. I got saved in 1987 uh, at a youth camp. Uh, that's when I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. That's when, as the Bible says in the book of Romans, in chapter number 3, verse number 23, uh, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, uh, I knew that I was a sinner. Now, I knew I was bad. Uh, I knew that uh, before that, I knew that, uh, that uh, I was trouble. Uh, but it was in that moment that God gave me, uh, as He does those who get saved, a, uh, He gives us repentance. Uh, I realized that I was a sinner and that my sin separated me from God. And I realized that if I died that day, uh, I would spend an eternity in hell. Uh, and I asked Jesus Christ to forgive me my sins. I realized I was a sinner. And I also realized what the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter number 6, that the wages of sin is death. That I deserved uh, separation from God. Uh, and, uh, but the Bible also says in that same verse that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so in 1987, I accepted, accepted the gift of salvation by faith. When the Bible says uh, that He loved us, I, I mentioned it earlier, that God commendeth His love towards us, and that while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. Even though uh, I deserved hell, uh, even though, uh, I mean, there were so many people uh, in my life uh, that uh, would remind me uh, that I was no good. But here, through the Spirit of God, uh, I realized that God loved me anyway. Uh, and that he provided uh, payment for my sin uh, and shed his blood uh, so that I might be, though my sins be as scarlet, the Bible says they should be white as snow. Uh, and he washed me and cleansed me that day, uh, and I became a born-again child of God uh, through the blood uh, of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Uh, and on that, I believe it was a Wednesday night uh, in 1987, whatever month that was, July or August, uh, I bowed my head, I got on my knees, uh, and I asked Jesus Christ to save me and uh, called on Him, uh, and He saved me uh, to the uttermost. And if you're here and you're saved, say amen. amen. Greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. And that's what Jesus did for me. He is that friend that sticks closer than uh, a brother. He uh, loves me at all times. He is uh, uh, the friend of sinners. Not that he would go and commend them or uh, hang out with them to participate uh, in their sins. Uh, but uh, he, of course, uh, was uh, their substitute uh, and, uh, and was teaching uh, them, even at this time, uh, that he was going to lay down his life. Uh, but here, hereby, the Bible says this, Hereby we perceive the love of God because He laid down His life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives, the Bible says, for the brethren. Uh, for if when we were, at en we were in enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. Jesus saved sinners. He's still in the business of saving sinners. He saved me. If you're here today and you're saved, He saved you. Uh, you didn't deserve it. He loved you anyway. Uh, and uh, that's the kind of love 
that we're supposed to have for one another. Uh, a sacrificial, uh, agape uh, type of a love uh, that uh, knows uh, no bounds uh, and uh, loves uh, at all times. Uh, but then it says uh, something else. He says in verse number 14, Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Now again, that's the Lord Jesus Christ saying that to them. And he says to them that he, uh, that he henceforth, I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what this Lord doeth, but I have called you friends for all things I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto him. It seems a little bit paradoxical or counterintuitive or whatever uh, that Jesus would say, uh, you're my friend, uh, and, uh, but then also says uh, to obey uh, his commands because that's uh, a little bit kind of different than how we would, uh, we would view friendship. But you've got to think about who Jesus is. Um, Jesus uh, is king. Uh, and even though he is our friend, um, Jesus does not divest <laughs> uh, his, uh, himself from his authority. Um, he's my friend, but he's my Lord. He's my friend, but he's my king. He's my friend, but he's the master of my life. And what he's saying here is that the submission to him in obedience is part of the fruits of our friendship. He says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. But he says, you'll be my friend if you do whatsoever I command you. So when I say the love of God is unconditional, God will never stop loving you. Friendship with God is conditional. It's conditioned upon uh, uh, our being right with Him. Uh, it's conditioned upon us not living in sin. Uh, sin. Bible says sin separates us from God. If we have sin in our life, it affects our prayer life, our communion. If you think about communion, God always loves, but not everybody communes. Not everybody that is saved in the Bible is called the friend of God. Uh, you can be here today and you can be born again and on your way to heaven but you have no friendship with him. Are you following me? Because the Bible says you'll be my friend if you do what sir I've commanded you. So uh, the, it's, not, it's not a snarky thing. It's not a, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to take my toys and go home kind of a thing like what we would do. Uh, but it's simply telling us uh, that if we will obey him, we'll have friendship with him. If we disobey Him, we can't have that friendship. It's communion. It's, 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 it's fellowship. It's called many things in the Word of God. Love, yes, uh, unconditional love. Friendship conditioned upon uh, our obeying. So if we're here today and uh, you've come and Jesus Christ is not your Savior, He wants you to be saved today. He says, Greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. But then you've got Jesus for everybody. If you're here today and you're saved, uh, he says this. He says, this is what I command you, that you love one another. Uh, as I have loved, you're supposed to love each other. Uh, he said, and then he says, and uh, you're my friends uh, if uh, you uh, do whatsoever I command you. And then he, he, one of the greatest blessings in all the word of God uh, he says, henceforth I call you not servants. Uh, basically, I have uh, in my margin of my Bible where he says he reveals things, uh, I put I'm in on it. Uh, it's, the, it's the secret of God. In fact, Job uh, was rebuked uh, when God had revealed to him his secrets, but then he withheld that wisdom from other people. And God help us if we experience the love of God in our life uh, through salvation, and we don't share that with other people. But when you're a, the friend of God, when you and Him uh, are like this, 
It's which He wants us to be, right? Uh, he wants us to be His friend. He wants us to draw close to Him. Uh, he would, the Bible says, uh, that God would gather us like, uh, like a hen does its, uh, its chicks, uh, but she would not. Uh, the, our relationship with God uh, is, uh, if it's poor, uh, is because of our own selves, not because of God. He says, I want to be your friends, but my friends keep my commandments. And I don't call you servants, I call you friends. Now, but they were both servants and friends because their friend was the king. Uh, and he didn't divest his authority. Uh, um, uh, one way to look at it, it's like if you have, uh, uh, my kids are grown now and, uh, and having kids, so we just found out, uh, CJ, in fact, that Caitlin are going to have a, a baby girl. Uh, so we have two baby girls, uh, grandbabies coming, uh, and we are elated uh, about that. My wife so much, she's already uh, Amazon's best friend uh, and uh, buying clothes. Uh, and uh, so, uh, so we're excited about that. I don't even know what, I just lost my train of thought <laughs> altogether. Uh, and what, oh, this is what I was going to say, uh, was as my kids were growing up, um, you know, I wanted to be their friend. Uh, you know, I wanted to be able to fellowship in the commune. I wanted to, I wanted to hang out with my kids, even when they don't want to hang out with me, right? Uh, and, uh, and, uh, but even though I was their friend, I never divested my authority as a father, right? Uh, because, you know, like me and CJ, we can be friends, but if he called me Bob, I would have rolled him right on the spot, right? <laughs> hey, what's up, Bob? Uh, and, uh, and that would have been it, right? Because we don't, uh, in our friendship, just as a father, wouldn't divest his authority there's still that love and there's that friend. Are you following me? So, so Jesus is my friend, but Jesus is my king. Jesus is my Lord. And, uh, and, uh, and it doesn't matter if you're John, uh, the apostle, uh, who, is, who has nuzzled up to the chest of his Savior uh, in fellowship and communion, uh, who's on his right hand, who's on his left, and a love, uh, it, it washing, uh, Mary washing his feet and the fellowship and all that thing. Love. In friendship, all that is what it is, but we have to remember that God expects some things of us. And, uh, and uh, because even though he's my friend, he's my king. So he says this in verse number 17, got to hurry. He says, these things I command you. He said, I command you to love each other as I have loved you. Uh, and, uh, and he says, I've spoken this to you, by the way, he's wanting to remind them, because usually when uh, someone says, all right, I'm going to give you a command, uh, this is your job, uh, it's, it's not really most of the time good news. But then God reminds us, I'm saying this to you, that your joy might be full. Okay, all right, he's going to tell me something that, I'm, that might bring me joy and that joy will be full. He says, you love each other like I've loved you. And you go, oh. Um, and uh, now, if we're honest, we know we would never be able to understand why it is that God loves us so. I mean, you know you. Uh, you know you better than anybody else does. And to know that the God of heaven, the God of the universe, loves you with an endless love uh, should blow your mind. Uh, because, because you know, um, you know, and, and God is a holy God, uh, and there are, there are people on this earth uh, there are people on this earth who can't stand me, but I have a God in heaven who loves me. Uh, but in order to be his friend, I've got to keep his commandment. And his commandment says, hey, you need to love each other like I've loved you. Uh, and then he says, he says uh, you'll be my friend uh, if you keep my commandments. Uh, you're my servant, and I'm going to tell you all these things. I'm going to let you in on the secret, and we're going to be, we're going to be friends. We're going to be like this. Uh, he says, but you've got to keep my commandments. And then he says, again, this I command you, that you love one another. So the main Moral, I guess, of the story, the biggest part of it, 
uh, when we talk about, when, he, when God describes his friendship to us uh, is that his friendship with us results in a love for others, uh, a love to others. Uh, and it's a love like he loves and not in our own mind and how we would define it. Define it. Uh, and, uh, and he reminds us of his sacrifice for us. And if you're here today and you're lost, I hope you don't leave here that way. In a minute, we're going to pray and, and, uh, uh, and give an invitation. Uh, and if the Holy Spirit nudges you uh, that you're not saved, I hope that you would respond to the Holy Spirit uh, and uh, that you would accept Him as your Savior. Uh, but you might be here today and you are saved uh, and you know Him. He's your, he's your Lord uh, and, uh, and you've been saved for some time. Uh, but, but you don't honor Him as King. Uh, it's, almost, uh, it's almost like we, myself included, where we take advantage of our friendship. Like we name drop, right? Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, we can name drop God. Like God's, uh, he's my father. And, uh, and, uh, and, and on and on. We have this expectation like, like spoiled children that he's going to come through in every, at every turn. And, uh, and we, in, we invoke it, in fact, uh, when we remind God uh, that we're his children. And we claim promises that God places in the Bible, and we do all that without obedience in our heart. Uh, and, uh, and so God, God wants to be my friend, uh, but he says, uh, you'll be my friend uh, if you do whatsoever I command you. So maybe today God has showed you something that he has commanded you that you refuse to do. Uh, and, uh, and perhaps uh, you conflate, or you confuse rather, probably a better way to put it, uh, you've confused the love of God with the friendship of God. So I've heard many times, but just because I do this doesn't mean that God doesn't love me. You're right. Doesn't mean He doesn't love you. He loves you. And even if you don't get right with Him, He loves you. Uh, nothing can separate you from that, from the love of God. But the friendship of God, the favor of God, the blessings of God, all those things can be withheld from us because of sin in our life. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and God, with all the confusion that modern religion uh, is, just, is just throwing out there uh, about grace and, uh, and, uh, and about what you do and performance this and all that kind of stuff, Jesus breaks it down pretty simply. I'll be your friend if you do whatsoever I command you. And so we just look to the Word of God. What does Jesus say? What does the Word of God say? Uh, and then we obey it. Uh, and in that, we become close to God and His friends, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and we have a communion and a fellowship. Uh, but you might be here today, and you're on your way to heaven because you know Him as your Savior. Uh, but you're living down here, um, not in friendship with God, uh, but in separation from God. Your prayer life isn't what it should be. You don't spend time with God. You, you, uh, you, are, uh, you don't love him. You've not got to know him uh, like you can know him. We, you know, uh, uh, there's, I, I dwell with my wife according to knowledge. And, uh, and, the, and the older we get and the more time we spend uh, together, uh, it, just, it just gets sweeter uh, because there's a communion, there's a fellowship that only comes from me spending time with her and her with I and, uh, and, uh, and dwelling together. Uh, but we just don't, you can't get to love somebody like if you never spend time with them. And, uh, and so it's just, you know, Jesus is my co-pilot. 
and all the little sayings, you know, that we have out there. Uh, and uh, uh, Jesus uh, is my homeboy. And Jesus is this. Um, if, if you cannot be Jesus' friend. Uh, and what does he say? He says, why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? That's what he says. And so as a Christian, I look at that and say, God loves me. And hit the love of Christ constrains me. It's not my love for him. It's his love for me. He has loved me so much. I can't help. I'm obliged to love him. Uh, he, I love him because he first loved me. And that love is God's love and it's sacrificial and it'll never stop. If I stop going to church tomorrow, I resign this church, stop going to church, uh, and, uh, and I'm off in the world uh, in whatever God loves me with an enduring love. But I step out of communion with him. And I step out of fellowship with him. Uh, and uh, in all of the things that come with that that are negative, I invite in my life uh, because I've decided not to keep his commandments. I love you, I love you, Lord. And he just, the Holy Spirit goes, then straighten up. That's what, he's, that's what he says. I, I, I love you. Keep my commandments. My sheep hear my voice. And, uh, and you're not listening to me. And that's where the Holy Spirit, and we push and we push until the Holy Spirit's not even nudging us anymore. Uh, and uh, so if you're here today and you're not saved, I hope you get saved. But also, if you're here today and you are saved, but you're not Jesus' friend, uh, I, think, uh, I think on friend day, that's his invitation to you. Hey, uh, would you like to be my friend? And on friend day, and you say, yes, I would. Uh, but, but in order to be his friend, it might, it might mean uh, you fulfilling a commitment. It might mean you obeying a portion of Scripture. It might mean uh, you putting your flesh under subjection. Uh, it, you know, it might mean uh, that you stop doing these activities so that you can spend more time uh, in God's Word. It, uh, it's, it's sacrifice. It's, it's being friend. It's, it's, com- it's communion. Uh, it is togetherness. Uh, it is all those things. Uh, but it ain't going to happen. Uh, it's like if you come up to say, um, you know, tell me your top five friends and you name Jesus as one of them, and you should. Jesus is my friend. And then there's Bob and then there's Joe and whatever. Uh, but Jesus is my friend. Can you say that? Jesus is my friend. Okay, litmus test. Because if you, if you, told, me, if you told me that your friend is... You know, I'm just trying to think of uh, Russell Wilson. Me and Russell Wilson, we're buds. I'd be like, where does he live? Oh, I don't know. What's his phone number? I don't got that. Email address? Nah. Yeah, when's the last time you hang out? Eh, we never, we've never really actually hung out. But you two are friends. Yep. Sounds ridiculous. But isn't that kind of like the average Christian? Jesus is my BFF, and, uh, and, uh, and it could possibly be. Remember, we say, okay, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not things that I say? There's another part in the Bible where it says, uh, uh, says, I never knew you. I never knew you. So you could all day, you know, you could have Jesus is my co-pilot. I love Jesus. Real men love Jesus. Uh, y'all need be saved T-shirts and all the different stuff your whole life. Uh, and Jesus is my best friend, uh, and you stand before him and you go, I never knew you. 
So is he your friend today? That's the question. And do you love each other like Christ loved us is another important thing to remember. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. And